This is where we hold them! This is where we fight! In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Those who do work are denied a fair return for their labor by a tax system which penalizes successful achievement and keeps us from maintaining full productivity. It is no coincidence that our present troubles parallel and are proportionate to the intervention and intrusion in our lives that result from unnecessary and excessive growth of government. Welcome to the Sound of Freedom on Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. My name is Carl Higby, your host, author of Battle on the Homefront, former Navy SEAL. Folks, I just got some disturbing news this uh, this week, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you are probably Tea Party favors and things like that. The Tea Party symbol, the Union Jack, the Don't Tread on Me flag, it, which is the, the actual Union Jack, is the red and white stripe with the snake that says don't tread on me that has now been banned on patches on uniforms it's been banned i received an email from a source of mine and the email read warcom which is the governing body of the seal teams uh group one group two which is the individual coast governing bodies uh west coast east coast Group 1, 2 have pushed out the uniform policy for NWUs and any patches worn on the sleeve. It states, all personnel are authorized to wear the matching AOR American flag, AOR being the pattern. Uh, American flag patch on the right shoulder. You're no longer authorized to wear the don't tread on me patch. Again, the only patch authorized for wear is the American flag on the right shoulder. Please pass the word to all. Thanks. And it's signed the senior enlisted advisor, which is the highest ranking enlisted person at that command. Now, I'm going to read that again. All personnel are only authorized to wear matching AOR American flag patch on the right shoulder. You're no longer authorized to wear the don't tread on me patch. Again, the only patch authorized for wear is the American flag on the right shoulder. Pass the word to all. Thanks, SEA. Folks. This is heritage. This is the heritage of the Navy. It is known as the Navy Jack. And they're stripping it off our uniform. Folks, in 1865 was when this, uh, the Navy Jack was first prescribed. It's to be displayed daily from the jack staff of all naval vessels in commission from 8 a.m. to sunset while the ship is at anchor. This is an official flag. Additionally, it is to be flown to indicate a court-martial and his court-martial is in progress. And as the president's and secretary of the Navy's personal flag, the president and secretary of the Navy's personal flag. Folks, they are banning this from uniforms. Again, heritage I ask you to think very 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 carefully about this what is happening here what is going on the fact that 
our soldiers are being told not to wear this. And I, my assumption, my assumption is that they've decided not to wear this and they don't want to be associated with it because it is associated with the Tea Party, because it's associated with liberty, freedom. The don't tread on me flag or patch or whatever it's on at that time is a part of our Navy's history. And they're stripping it away because they don't like the politics behind it. It was adopted by America in defiance of the tyranny of England. And it's flown on our ships. Now, I'm not sure the protocol on the ships. I don't know if they've changed that yet, but I do know that this came down from the governing bodies of all the SEAL teams. This is a big deal. Why is this happening? Well, I told you. And our enlisted advisors, our officers, our military personnel who are of rank are letting it happen. They're passing it along. Why won't they stand up? I discuss this in my book, Battle on the Home Front. If you haven't picked it up yet, please do. They're trying to neuter us. They're trying to neuter our armed forces little by little, checking compliance where they can. This is a systematic disassembling of our military, and our leaders in the military are letting it happen. If I had been the admiral or the general, I guess it would be the admiral, I would say, hell no. That's our heritage. We fought for that. That's part of us. No way. We're not losing it. It's the personal flag of the president, the commander-in-chief. Where is this going? This is... Folks, you need to listen to this. This is may not seem like a big deal. They banned a flag. We wore this all the time. When I was over in Iraq, everybody had a don't tread on me patch almost. Why are our leaders letting this happen? Stop it now. Stand up. Stand up and say, no, this is not right. This is just yet another example of the creeping gradualism. The little by little saying, we're taking this away from you. We're taking away your liberty. We're taking. They're trying to break it down. Folks, stand up to this. That was just at the top of my list today. I, I'm completely over it. Um, I want to move on. I want to talk about something that's also in the same kind of category. But it's something that's going relatively unnoticed. And it's that f- 73% of American troop deaths in Afghanistan have been under our current president. That's 1,565 sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. And according to the ObamaGolfCounter.com, the president has played 144 rounds of golf. Now, consider that we've been fighting this war for less time in that region than under the reign of this president, yet the majority of the troop deaths are on his watch. Now, from my experience in Iraq, under the two most recent and acutely different administrations, I derive three apparent possibilities for this. First, inadequate support and or restrictive rules of engagement. The second, because our loudmouth president 
announced a pullout date long before he knew the logistics or how it would play out. And the third, the region has become increasingly more hostile. Despite the fact that he thinks that we're winning the war, we are not. You know, I can confirm this firsthand from my time in Iraq in both 2007 and 2009 under two administration. We, are, we, we did not win the war in Iraq. We just left. And now it's a cesspool, and it's falling apart again. There is no democracy instilled, and al-Qaeda is moving back into the region. Congratulations. Really nice job, Mr. President. Way to go. So, folks, this this is entirely related to a, a specific instance I have that when I was there in 2009, a teammate of mine was prosecuting an IED or a roadside bomb. He informed the unit commander of the whole battle space that the IED, based on their on-site analysis, was unsafe to move, and he recommended detonating it in place, noting that it would not harm any of the local populace. Now, the local battle space commander, I believe he was an army guy or maybe he was a marine, he was neither on-site nor a qualified explosive technician. He disregarded their advice and ordered the removal of the IED. He said, you have to take it back to base to be detonated away from Iraqi population because they didn't want to offend anyone. They didn't want to bother anybody. Now, this guy was not qualified to make an on-site decision like that. He disregarded the on-site advice of the technical experts and ordered the removal of the ID and to take it back to base. Why? Because he was a yes man. He was a yes man looking out for his career. Didn't want an incident. Well, while trying to move that ID, while trying to follow orders, as ridiculous as they may be, the bomb detonated and it killed my friend, Tyler Trahan, days before his 23rd birthday. Piss you off? Pisses me off. Now, had I been president at the time, which things would have been different to begin with, but I would have charged the battle space commander with manslaughter. Not to mention, mention institute a policy to detonate all, every single one, of discovered munitions in place, regardless of local populace. In addition, ensure that the on-site personnel be allowed to make judgment calls based on their assessment. Not a distant dictation of policy from some bureaucrat. On the same note, though, if they make stupid decisions in the field, hold them equally accountable for their actions. And another example of this, I just I talked about it in my book, Battle on the Homefront, was units engaging enemy combatants no longer have the authority. This changed over, I believe, in 2009. They no longer have the authority to approve air support in their defense. The bureaucratic machine has deemed it necessary for the unit in engagement to seek approval from a ranking commander, the all-knowing ranking commander, most likely miles away in a safe area. He's probably not in a gunfight. Now, one can see how this timely process could cost American lives. Hey, I'm being shot at. I have a bird above me with munitions that I need on the ground now to save me and my team's ass. But no, I got to call back to base first. How is that fair? Americans have died 
The military will never admit it, but they have died from these rules of engagement, these ridiculous stipulations. You know, as it was apparent, especially with the Syrian issue that just went down, our president has a habit of jumping to the microphone saying whatever comes to his mind. You know, like, this has hurt Americans more than it's helped. The Bin Laden raid, SEAL Team 6, classified information to Hollywood, and the declaration of a definitive end to the war that we haven't won yet. We don't even know what victory is. We haven't defined it. This has been detrimental to our troops. If I was the president, I would say, if Americans are coming home, I don't care what it takes. At all costs. Now, most of you are probably disgusted with these facts, as am I. The third reason to inc- the, for the in- increase in troop deaths is directly related to the first two. Think, if you were the enemy and you knew there would be a delayed air support, you can get your punches in, or restrictive rules of engagement and mindless stipulations for your opponent, wouldn't you ramp up the attacks? I would. Even the uneducated savages we are fighting can figure that out. The dawn of civilization. They're still living in mud huts, crapping in their hands. Why does our president not understand this? Why has he not stood up and said something? Because he's systematically disassembling the foundation of our greatness. You look at the Union Jack, back to that. The Navy Jack being stripped off our uniforms. That's ridiculous. He's perfectly content with letting us break down like this. Folks, we need to see this. We need to educate ourselves. You know, I don't directly blame the deaths in Afghanistan on our commander-in-chief, but I do held him accountable for the growing instability and bureaucratic BS in the region. How has our leadership gone this array? Why don't those in power stand up? Well, I can answer that question. Because they're looking out for their career. These people get brainwashed. Folks, you need to read my book, Battle on the Homefront. It discusses in great detail how they brainwash them. They sacrifice who they were in their heart and why they joined. They put their career in front of their country. Why don't these commanders see that what they're doing is killing us, though? They were once there. They were once one of the guys. The Obama administration has systematically removed those who stand to reason, like Marine General Mattis. I think his name was. Yeah, Mattis. This guy was respected up and down the chain of command. Well, not up because he was four-star general, but he was pretty much at the top. But everybody respected this guy. But he's promoting those who are willing to obey regardless of reason. And as a result, our soldiers, our men and women in uniform, are paying the price for the progressive political gain. As a soldier myself, I don't understand how the leaders would let this happen. It blows my mind. I see it happening right in front of me. But those who volunteered to serve the country and were being hung out to dry, just like I was in my court-martial. There's a book coming out called Honor and Betrayal. Also, pick that one up. It's written by the same guy who wrote Lone Survivor for, for by Marcus Luttrell. But um, two of my teammates helped write the book. I'm featured in there as well. But it really holds people accountable for that BS court-martial, which if those of you don't know, we were court-martialed for prisoner abuse. Eight combat decorated SEALs. 
at the word of a terrorist because our SEAL commanders, ranking SEAL commanders, were willing to hang us out to dry to separate themselves. Separate their career. I can't tell you how angry this makes me. And I've spoke to a number of people that I served with. Some are out, some are still in, and I've talked about this with them. And everyone's heard the buzz, but it hasn't come out in any official letter, and it probably won't. They're just trying try to fly this one under the radar, and they, they think it's not going to get out. They think it won't get out because they think they have a stranglehold on people. Folks, I'm bringing it out. And I'm, hope, I'm hoping you post it on your Facebook page. If you haven't liked us, like us on our Facebook page, The Sound of Freedom. Follow me on my book, Battle on the Homefront. Because we put stuff like this out there, stuff that is inside the military community. We have our sources in there. And they know they can't speak out, but they can send it to me. And I'll get it out there. I'll make deadly sure that the world knows the crap that's going on. Folks, I got to take a quick break. I'll be back in a minute. Got a little boom in my big truck. Gonna open up the doors and turn it up. Gonna stomp my boots in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in love. Get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. Up on the toolbox, it don't matter. Down on the tailgate, girl, I can't wait to watch you do your thing. Are you tired of your hard-earned money going to support liberal and progressive enterprises? I know I am. That's why I shop at thethirdlantern.com. This conservative marketplace ensures that your money is well spent and supports conservative entrepreneurs dedicated to making their products here in America. Look, I'm a business owner. I know how hard it can be to get your product out there. Get on his vendors list and it will help your sales. I have had his barbecue sauce. It is amazing. Check out the website, thethirdlantern.com. That's the, the number three, rdlantern.com. Send your liberal friends there and tell them Higgin Resch sent you. Thethirdlantern.com. Put your money where your ideology is. Pack it up, pack it. Sorry. You know, I love that song, and I always get the words cut off at the end. So here I am singing. I totally forgot the microphone was on. Um, Folks, this story was on the Blaze. I want to go back into uh, the military being stripped of any balls whatsoever. This was on the Blaze, and um, it said Obama is purging military commanders, much like we were talking about General Mattis. These were people who knew that the people that Obama knew would probably fire back when they did crap like the Union Jack or things like that. Listen to this. Nine senior commanding generals have been fired by the Obama administration this year. Nine. This year. It makes people like me question, are they purging? Yeah, hell yeah, they're purging. They're getting ready. You know, and and the Blaze got all these retired folks to talk to them, and they were interviewing them, and they said they don't agree with this. It's striking fear into into those still serving. It's so discomforting. You know, I had commanders like this. This is when I was writing my book, when I was still in the military, the commanders tried to silence me. They're the ones they're keeping in. 
And the one guy who took my back and stood up, and he was high, high ranking enough, he took my back and he stood up and they slammed him. They stuck him in a back corner office somewhere and said, you open your mouth again and you're gone. Guy's got family, still got to provide for him. It's insane. You know, they had a, a commander, a, a general, actually, who wanted to be left anonymous. He said, even as a retired general, it's still possible for the administration to make life miserable for us. If we're working with the government or if we have contracts, they can just rip that out from under us. There, A lot of generals do go back and do consult and work with contractors and things like that. But it's... It's insane. This, they're taking away the good leader. Well, they, Obama, is taking away the good leaders. They're saying, hey, you know, this guy, he might not listen to me. Let's can his ass. That's insane to me. We need to stop this. We need people. If you're in the military and you're out there, Renegade Nation, listen to me. If you're out there and you're in the military, be vigilant. Speak up about this. Wear the Union Jack patch. I don't care if you're in the Navy. If you're in the Marines, it's Department of the Navy. Get that Union patch or that Union Jack patch. Wear it. And you know what? Carry around some history about it, too. Hand it to your commander. Say, hey, this is authorized. I don't care what you say, but it's authorized. It's the official flag. Let them know. Educate them. Victory through education, folks. Victory through education. So let them have it. And when they tell you you're out of uniform, when they try to fight you on it, fight back. Folks, they're going to do everything they can. But if we have strength in numbers, they can't do it. Obama is relying on sheep in the military. People who are willing to do what they're told. Robots. If he sees the military starting to push back, He's going to know that he doesn't have command absolute. And it's going to, it's going to turn the tables. People are going to, he's going to start to realize that, wow, I can't order these guys to shoot on civilians. I can't order them to disarm Americans. If we fight back over a flag, imagine what we do about constitutional rights. Imagine. He'll see it. But we need strength. In numbers. Folks, before I uh, go on any further into this topic, I, w- I want to shift gears here. Uh, I want to shift back over to the healthcare. I know I touched on it brief- well, briefly, m- the majority of the show actually last week. I want to talk about what is going on now. Now, I don't know if, how many of you have been following this, but um, the, the company awarded the contract to build the debacle of a website is a friend of Michelle Obama. One of the executives at this company is a friend of Michelle Obama. Awesome. So, hooking, hooking people up inside. They did a terrible, terrible job. You know, they stole code, and everybody knows what's going on with the website. And they said, oh, we, we're on track to have, you know, half a million people sign up or whatever. You know, that's how many people have accounts. Not have bought insurance. People are not liking this. People, people physically can't do it. And the, the deadline is creeping, folks. The deadline's a month and a half away. December 15th, you have to be logged into this or you face penalties. 
So why is there a goal for the American people when our own government, the people mandating us to get this, is, you know, they, they can't get their crap together. They can't even, you're not even able to sign up. So what are they going to penalize us? They say that November 30th is the new October 1st or whatever it was, because that's the day everyone's going to sign up. That's the day it's going to be good. That's the day everything's going to run perfectly. Sibelius, this woman's insane. All right. She's an idiot. She's a complete idiot. She has, first off, she actively said when they said, are you going to resign? Should you be fired? What do you think about what's going on? She said, look, the people who are complaining about it, I don't work for them. I don't work for them? You're damn right you don't. You work for the American people. You are a public servant. Civil service. The fact that you're neither civil nor providing a functional service means that you should be fired. Canned. This is... This is the bureaucracy in a private company is let's say, you know, Obama was quick to compare it to Apple. So let's go. Let's go there. Let's go to Apple. If Apple rolled out a product and the website for that product didn't work, guess what? The person who built that website would be canned. You know, he said Obama said, what was it? Um, You know, the Apple iPhone if that didn't work, you know, there were some glitches in it when it first came out, but they didn't stop selling iPhones. Yeah, but you know what the difference between that is? Is they weren't forced. to. Nobody's forced to buy an iPhone. You're forcing people to buy a product that doesn't, A, you can't access, B, isn't working, and C, is destroying America. The, the iPhone does none of those. Actually, it makes things better. It makes us move faster. It helps. Businesses function better, which means more profit, which means more tax money, tax revenue. If somebody in a private sector were to screw up as bad as Sibelius did, Sibelius or whatever, whatever the hell her name is, who cares? They would be gone. Why has she not been fired? Put somebody else in there or step in. It's like this buddy-buddy system is killing me. It drives me up, uh, absolutely up a wall. I just... Ugh. It's crazy. There needs to be accountability. I was in uh, Pittsburgh this week and I gave a speech on accountability. So we need to be personally accountable. And we need to hold those in office accountable. I I don't know how to do it, but we as the public need to hold her accountable. And I I wish I knew how to do it. Great way to start at the voting polls in November. Overturn the Senate. Even crush the majority in the House even more. This Obamacare is a token. It is a gift for the Republican Party. And though I don't agree with most of the Republicans now, because they're turds, this is like a silver platter. We need to take this one to the bank. Rise up against it. Not, I'm not saying march on Washington, but make a statement. Those people out there who don't get out and vote because they're just not enthusiastic about the candidate, guess what? 
we need you to vote. We need you to get to the polls. We need you to, to help change this. Or we're going to lose this country. It's, it's getting to the point where this is running amok. You got Benghazi. You got health care. You got the Fast and Furious. There's no accountability anymore. Let's take that take back that accountability. Folks, I got to take a quick break. You're listening to The Sound of Freedom on Renegade Talk. This is Carl Higby, author of Battle on the Homefront. Back in a flash. My family and my freedoms are important to me. But because I believe in traditional American values, go to church, exercise my right to own a firearm. Barack Obama says I'm bitter. Well, I'm not bitter. I'm blessed. Out here, we don't cling to guns and religion because we're bitter. We uphold traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation. I want a president who will protect my right to own a firearm, to defend myself and family, and protect our country's commitment to constitutional freedoms. Not just tell people he supports them so he can get elected. I won't compromise my way of life for any politician. And I won't support someone who doesn't believe in my right to self-defense. Not now, not ever. On November 4th, defend freedom. Defeat Obama. Get the facts at gunbanobama.com. Folks, that could not be more accurate. Look, I was emailed this the other day. Actually, I think I saw it on Facebook. Well, you know, before I go into that, I want to share an epiphany I had uh, driving down the highway. I drove from Pittsburgh to D.C. to have a lunch with a friend of mine, Tucker Carlson. And I had this, it came to me. It was like, earth-shattering logic here it's just, and i found that most of the people driving in the right-hand lane and the ones stopping up the left-hand lane are obama voters i realized this by you know whether they'd be driving a hybrid car or obama stickers or just their general attitude um, now i say this because oh it what's what's so funny is it, it directly portrays what kind of person they are the obama voters are typically people who coast to People who have no ambition to exceed or excel, um, they're, they're happy. And the ones in the left lane are the ones that are just fine coasting again, just like the people in the right lane. But they're the worst because those are the ones that really just do what they want. And they have no comprehension or, and no desire to let anybody else get ahead. They're, they're happy to stop up traffic in the left lane have... You know, lines of people behind them, because those people behind them are generally the ones with the ambition to get ahead. They're the conservatives. And I found this by Tea Party stickers and bumper stickers and generally generally the attitude and the uh, business types and suits and things like that. It, It really, you know, call me stupid, call me whatever you want. It really actually makes sense. They're happy to coast and ignore and not give a crap about anybody else. They're mediocre. As we've been pushed into a society of victims. Folks, I want to read this uh, to you. And it's uh, it says, Oklahoma is the only state that Obama did not win even one county in the last election. And while everyone's focusing on other stuff, and the health care bill and everything, look carefully, and I, I encourage you to research this. Um. Oklahoma passed a law, 37 to 9, 
in their house. It's an amendment to place the Ten Commandments on the front entrance of the state capitol. The feds in D.C., along with the ACLU, said this would be a mistake. But it's a conservative state, so based on Christian values, House Bill 1330. Guess what? Oklahoma did it anyway. People didn't object. At least anybody worth a shit. Yeah, you know, it was a Democrat, actually. The the only one that... The, they said the only perfect laws are the one that Senator Moses brought down. This is a Democratic senator. And if that's the case, why would they have a problem with this? Why would they object? You know, o- Oklahoma also passed a law in the state to incarcerate all illegal Im- immigrants and ship them back to where they came from. Unless they want to get a green card and become an American citizen. House Bill 1804. This was against the advice, again, of the federal government. The ACLU, they, they fought them on it. They said this would be a mistake. Oklahoma did it anyway. Recently, they passed a law to include DNA samples from any and all illegal, illegal immigrants to the Oklahoma database. This was for criminal investigative purposes. Pelosi said it was unconstitutional. Didn't care. They passed it anyway. And several weeks ago, they passed a law declaring Oklahoma as a sovereign state, not under the federal government directives, joining Texas, Montana, Utah. And uh, there's, um, I think those are the only states that do it right now. There's a couple other states out there that are looking towards that way. I think Florida's on its way, West Virginia, Arkansas, Missouri. Um, there's, there's a few others. But federal government has made bold steps to take away our guns, folks. So what did Oklahoma do? A week ago, or two weeks, three weeks ago, actually, I think, they passed a law confirming people in the state have the right to bear arms and transport them in their vehicles. I'm sure that was a setback for the criminals and the liberals. They certainly didn't like it. But it's in Oklahoma. That's what they wanted. A little while ago, also, the state voted and passed a law that all driver's license exams will be printed in English. And English only. No other languages. Yeah, and there was an uproar. They've been called racist for doing this and all, all things, you know, discriminatory. But their argument was all the road signs are in English. We don't have Spanish road signs. If you want to drive in Oklahoma, you got to read English. Simple. Not to mention that uh, we speak English in America. It is our language of the nation. But the liberals fought them, and they still passed it. This is what we need. We need states standing up. Folks, if, you have, if you're in state government, you need to be a part of this. And if you're, especially if you're in states that are on the fence, you really need to be a part of this. You need to make sure that you are covering these things. It's so important. You need to make sure you're doing everything in your power to keep keep the rights of the, you know, obviously under the Tenth Amendment, states' rights, but keeping people involved. Keep giving them their rights. Very important, very important. Again, I want to shift gears. Um, I don't do a lot of commercials here, and I, I, I have to switch on a dime. But all this is 
leading me into the bullying that I wanted to talk about. Now, I saved this for last because I, it's very, very, very important to me. I believe that bullying, well, I don't, I didn't like it. I was bullied as a kid, but I believe that it, it shapes us and molds us and gives us, gives us a set, for lack of better words. Um, someone sent me something and said, we'll never get rid of bullying. We should teach kids how to stand up for themselves and cope instead of wearing pink shirts and passing anti-bullying bylaws we're creating a society of victims well yes you are absolutely correct you are we are being pushed into a society of victims now the bullying thing this is this goes back to the government too they're bullying us they're pushing us around they're trying to take our rights i say come get them because i learned how to fight and I hope everybody joins me in that fight. You know, today our, our children are being, like, wussified by the school system. You know what? Boys play guns. That's what they do. Boys play with guns. They play army. They play soldier. Whatever it is, let them. Let them. We can't strip their balls, especially at a young age. Like the folks that I had talked about uh in virginia beach two kids were playing uh with airsoft guns on their own property before the bus came for school and word got back to the school and they expelled the kids i don't have any further information on what happened afterwards but it was a couple weeks ago they expelled the kids from school for playing with airsoft guns at their own property how does that make any sense this is what i'm talking about let boys be boys you know there's a time to ignore it, absolutely. But there is a time to fight back. How do you stop bullies? You stop them right in their tracks. You know, growing up, I had this figured out. I was a short, fat kid um, for a large part of my elementary school and middle school years. But it really, really was like, so basic for me in my mind. And I, I tried to explain this to my teachers. I said, and I, I talk about it in my book, but I said, hey, um, so you get, let me get this straight. When, you know, Johnny punches me in the face or stomach or whatever, I'm supposed to ignore it, walk away, come find you, the teacher, get you to come back. So I tattletale on Johnny and then you yell at Johnny. And then what does Johnny do? He's not going to punch the teacher. He's going to come back and punch me again. Because what are they going to do? They're going to say, oh, recess for you? That's going to piss him off even more. I, I say go right to the source. Johnny takes a swing at me. Punch him right in the throat. Guess what? Johnny's probably not going to bug me anymore. It's like being in prison. They say you got to find the biggest guy. Just punch him right in the face first day. Eh. I've never been in prison, so I don't know, but it's similar to that. It's don't let them push you around. Fight back. Be known to fight back. Guess what? Peace is having a bigger gun. Peace is not being a pacifist. Unrealistic. An idealist. You want peace? Got to fight for it. Got to fight for it. I mean, it's 
in, in our school system now is just stripping that away from them and they're being politically correct about everything it's it, it's disgusting so you know speaking of bullies it's tsa tsa is like the biggest governmental bully agency other than the irs ever I was going through a scanner at the, or I had not a scanner. I was going through security at the airport. They tried to get to go through the scanner. I was at LaGuardia coming out of New York, going to Pittsburgh. And I asked to opt out of the body scanner as most, you know, not most, but some people do. They said, no. Look, but there's a sign right there that says I can't. So I would like to opt out. I, I don't, I didn't see a problem with it. The guy asked me why. I said, I just want to opt out. I was like, I, and he asked me, well, why? You need, I'm not going to let you opt out unless you have a reason. So I said, I don't have a reason. I just don't want to go through it. And he was like, well, I'm not, you have to go through the scanner. I said, no, all right, here's my reason. I don't want Department of Homeland Security to have a picture of my bare ass on top of the large packet they probably already have about me. Second, I don't want that data leaked out on the Internet. Third, I don't like the x-rays. I said, sir, None of that's the case. You've been watching too much Fox News, I think. Read the sign. It'll tell you everything you need to know about this this machine. Holy brainwashed. That guy's an idiot. He was just told something, and he just regurgitates it for the sake of his own job. <laughs> that's really stupid. Yet, somehow, they're bullying us around. They get more and more authority. Every time I go through there, they have more and more authority. I watched two Asian people just march right through. March right through, did the uh, the, uh, the opt-out. No problem, no questions. They were in the line, uh, two lines over from me. At LaGuardia, there's, their lines are very close, so you can see them. Now, I understand that there's been no bombings recently. But when I saw two Middle Eastern people, one of which opted out with no luggage, mind you. He had no luggage, which to me is a, a dead ringer, is no, nobody flagged that. Nobody thought about that. I sat next to a guy on the plane going out there as well. He was of Middle Eastern descent. He was He did have luggage, but... I asked him anyway. I said, hey, um, you're not a terrorist, are you? And he looked at me with this, like, bewildered look like he was offended. Which he probably was. And I said, he was like, excuse me? I was like, answer the question. If you're not, no big deal. Who cares? He was so dumbfounded that I asked him. And I was like, look, you're the same descent as uh, all the other people who blew up planes. So I think it's a fair question. If you're not, no big deal. It was, uh, he was a little pissed at me after that. We didn't really talk much the rest of the flight, but he did eventually say no. So I said, oh, that's, that's good. <sighs> Why is that an issue? Why is he so offended by that? You know, I, I, this, I don't know what the stereotype of white people is, but if someone said, hey, you're, you're not whatever the majority of white people are, I don't know, um, you name it. I wouldn't be offended. I'd say yes or no. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Folks, I want to move on. 
uh, while I'm on this, well, I don't really don't want to move on from the Muslim topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my Facebook as I'm going through, and someone actually posted dealing with Muslims. They got it right the first time, and it shows the crusades of the, you know, marching on the Muslims and with uh, cavalry. And uh, I have one thing to say to that. If you disagree with that, you have demonstrated conclusively with your point of view that you are an ignorant SOB with no experience in the matter. The only thing those people understand is force. The radical side of Islam is force. So I think um, if you disagree with that, you probably, A, haven't been there, and B, should just shut up. Folks, I'm going to call it at that before I get myself into trouble. I think uh, I want to thank Rich and Marla for having me on again to uh, Renegade Talk. Renegade Nation, you've been listening to The Sound of Freedom with Carl Higby, author of Battle on the Homefront. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly strewn.